Welcome to the the Careers in the Cloud podcast, episode three. Super excited for for our guest and friends uh, that we have today, Gabriel Venancio. Obrigado. Thank you so much for being on here. You know us, Maurizio, Alice, Hemi, and Kate, your Mm co-hosts. And uh, yeah, let's kick it off. Kate, take it away. Well, thank you very much, Gabriel, for joining us. Really excited mm-hmm. to have you on. Um, but yeah, we really want to just start off um, right at the start, going back all the way uh, to where it all began. Um, yeah, so you definitely. sort of left the university, it started from there, and um, you were unemployed, uh, and you were sending CVs here and there. So so how, how did it go from there? When you talk with the normal sales guys, right, or anyone in the tech industry, you, you hear the stories how they started, right? So they normally come from a science computer degree or they are at work were working in another tech computer so they are migrating to Salesforce. For me it's a kind of bit different because I say that Salesforce only happened in my life. Okay. It was totally un- unexpected. I came from a different background. I have this degree in business management mm-hmm. and I come from a sales um, environment and I was unemployed at a certain time. I was like looking desperate for a job and I giving my CVs to everyone. So I received a proposal from this company that works with Salesforce in Brazil. The guys come with this good proposal, say, hey, we are going to give one week of Salesforce training. And after this one week, we are going to give a test. And if you pass in this test, we are going to give you an opportunity that sounds like some recruitment companies, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it was a totally different because I said, we'll give okay, you a week. If, Good luck. See if you can swim. Yeah, if you succeed, you are gonna get a job. If you <laughs> failed, we are gonna get certification that you participate of the training, so we can use in your CV. But I've had never heard about Salesforce or any kind of technology before. Uh, the only te- technology that I've, I've known that moment was like Excel sheets, and that's that's all. And then. Okay, and then I started to do this training. It was really kind of fun, but at the same time, really hard to understand the, the concepts of the platform. And in the end, I did the test and I passed. And then I got an uh, invitation to have a, a final interview. But my interview was to be a sales consultant, not sales cloud consultant, but um, commercial, like account management and consultant for Salesforce. For my luck in the end, because I'm not a salesperson, definitely I'm not a salesperson, <laughs> uh, the guys had one one position offer for a consultant. So I applied for that. And so I started my career in the company. And the first year for me was really tough. Right? Uh, it was uh, a, a lot of pressure. Um, I started many projects. And in the beginning, when you are a consultant, there are a lot of things that you should know about the the daily work or how to treat a customer and so on. But I, I, I learned everything in the practical. So I, I needed to go to the customer, talk to them, mm-hmm. um, implement the things. And for me, it was a really kind, hard year. I, I almost quit my job at that moment. Like quickly learn and then just like mm-hmm. get going. Yeah, there, there's yeah, a customer, exactly. do your thing, you, you're supposed to know it already and yeah, figure it first, out as you go. Yeah, the first day they give you the specification, say, hey, this is the specification about the customer, this is the thing that you should set up, 
and go ahead and start to do. Do you, do you feel that's uh, the best way to learn though, Gabriel, at the beginning? Uh, now I see that it's the best way, but I, I will do differently. I will do differently. I would start eating <laughs> you, more. You wanted the support, right? But I think yeah. the consultant, yeah. You, yeah. You, it's, it's a lot about IT, but also revenue. So that's mm -hmm. you have to hit the ground running and really just go straight in. And, and there's no kind of onboarding or development. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How did you set yourself up in Brazil, right? You had your first job. Like, what came next? After this first crazy year, I started to become or to to make my path in the, in the Salesforce. So I started to take my first projects, um, leading the projects, right? Um, so I basically reboot my career in that moment because I said, okay, I need to take small projects first. So this really quick start project where you have you can lead from end to end, so you don't need to pay attention, you don't need to worry with big implementations. Something fast, something quick, you need to talk with the customer just a few times. That I could deliver some projects, and this gave me confidence too. And then I feel I felt motivated again. After that, I started to think about my certifications, right? And then I I applied for the first certification, applied for the second, and so on. Um, so I started to grow my career with the time. And after two years, maybe I was able to take the leadership of these enterprise projects, like the big project where you could have different connections, different players, talking to project managers, CEOs, and so on. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you know, I realized that that was not enough for my career because I had already two certifications. I was going for the third one and there's one limitation that one guy can go, right? I know that you, you can say, okay, you can be a director, you can be a CEO, you can have your own company or you can go from one of the big techs. That can be, but also has a limit, right? Uh, especially in the language terms. The yeah. first uh, three certifications that I, I got was in Portuguese. That was the limit. Uh, Salesforce doesn't have much certifications translated in different languages, right? Um, so I got the only, time, yeah. the only three that we had in Portuguese I, I got. And I said, okay, I cannot go further. I cannot, for example, go to the mm. Dreamforce, the biggest event, if I don't have the English. I want to be able to, I don't know, access some kind of documentations in Salesforce because believe me, Salesforce has tons of documentations mm. from them, from partners, from everyone in the internet, in the tech in the tech community. But you can only access these documents if you know the language, right? You need to learn English, it's the basic. Mm. And also the certifications. To get more and more certification, you need to have English. And like I said, if you want to go to the Dreamforce, list some keynote, I don't know, you need to learn at, at least some, some basic level in English. So I didn't have that, right? I, I was unable to communicate in English. I, I have never, I didn't have any conditions <laughs> to proceed with that. So I, sa I said, man. yeah, I put a, this goal on my career. Say, if I want to go further, I need to learn English. What's the best? Um, what is the best thing that I can do to learn English faster? Because otherwise I will spend five, six years in a normal, regular school 
two times twice per week to three hours four hours per week mm. that will takes a lot of time i want to i need to learn fast and then i set up this goal right i need to go to a country that speaks english and start my ex exchange program there jump in the fire again exactly no. <laughs> that's the best learned, uh, best way to learn <laughs> right. um, and then yet I left my, my previous company after almost four years implementing projects uh, with Salesforce which are really well structured but in a well in a good position here right um, and then I left and then I started my my exchange program in Ireland right from Brazil to Ireland, dude, what a mix. I could come here with a lot of uh, positive things. You know, I love the culture, I love the country, but that's not, that's not true. Let's talk about being honest here, right? Uh, it's because I was the cheapest way for me <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> you had a goal to learn English though, right? That was, mm -hmm. that was your, your moment yeah. to go there was to learn mm -hmm. English. Culturally, was it a big change for you? Like, was it yeah. a culture shock? It was a big challenge because... I needed to leave my country with my family, my friends, establish a new life there. Uh, even though I was not staying too much time, but I needed to restart again. Yes. And also focusing only in a student. So you can imagine for a, a tech person, right? Stay like one, one year or maybe even more, um, not being part of the Salesforce environment. And then you know that Salesforce launched like new release three three times in a year, four times in a year. There are all, always new things coming on. Mm -hmm. And if you stop one year, I would say I will take this year to study English, you're going to outdate it in the end. Especially being in mm -hmm. Ireland and uh, being around that much alcohol game. <laughs> <laughs> the studying goes out the window, but yeah. you, made a, you made a sacrifice though, right? And, it, and it, it was for you a sacrifice that needed to pay off to get uh -huh. to that next stepping stone. I take it and that next uh -huh. yeah yeah and you sacrifice something that that was true and basically I need to restart it from 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 scratch again right yeah. I, I needed to keep myself there I needed to be able to keep myself there like studying and also working in this part part-time jobs but also I, I, I I've seen a lot of potential there right because uh, you know now all the tech companies are there. Salesforce has a Salesforce Europe headquarters. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. I was uh, sorry. Huge tech hub. No, I was mm -hmm. going to say yeah because uh, we won't mention the B word uh, Brexit. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but with that, you know, there was a lot of opportunity, and I think what we've seen is massive growth in Ireland. Yeah, uh, and a lot Sales of companies adopting it. Mm. Salesforce headquarters there. Just yeah. to give you an idea, mm -hmm. and they are kind of uh, they are calling Silicon Valley from from Europe. Can you <laughs> can you the do term. the accent, uh, Gabe? Can you do the Irish accent? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I, I, no, I no, top of the morning here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't finish this, this part of the. the <laughs> that was the like program, next yeah. level study proficiency, yeah. next level <laughs> business yeah. level proficiency in uh. Ireland. I left it early. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. But man, that's that's it's interesting. I think we'll get into it more, especially when we start talking about what comes next. But mm -hmm. uh, learning a bit on how, I guess, you, you not only learn the language, but what did you do to sort of adapt to the culture? It's hard to say because, you know, we have a really big Brazilian community in Dublin. 
Ah, okay. In Ireland. Yep. So I probably stayed more more time with my my new friends right there than the the Irish or the yeah, um, yeah. expat guys there. So very very common. I I, like you, di I, I didn't go too deep in the culture. Uh, okay. Of course, you learn the culture, live the culture, but I I didn't go too deep there. To be honest, I, I stayed more focused in studying. Um, having my things done. Yeah. Um, Starting with the language, essentially. Starting with the language. So you can pick up the rest that's around you and really embrace, I, I would say, the culture mm -hmm. probably. So how did you go from there to Germany? Because like a lot of people, they make one move and they go back home. Yeah, like I think I, I, we are. We had this conversation, right? I set up three goals before mm -hmm. I go there. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, the first goal is like, okay, I go to Ireland. I, I learn English in eight months. I go back to my country and then I just keep my things going here. I hmm. have my my, nor my normal job and then I have like some level of English, okay? Because hmm. I, I I didn't believe in that moment that uh, a guy could be totally fluent in, in eight months. Um, the second option would be, okay, I will That's stay incredible. there as much as possible, like three years. And um, I go back, also speaking fluent and so on, life, life, uh, life goals. Um, and the third option would be, okay, I will stay here. I will find a job in my area and then I will start my career at Salesforce and that's it. Hmm. And yeah, for my luck, I, I got the, the third option, right? I, I started to, in Ireland, not to apply for the jobs, but in the beginning, I was trying to be inserted in the tech culture there. So I participated of some uh, meetings with guys, uh, just to see the uh, classic meetups. And I, at some point, I started to apply. Let's see how, how it's going. How is my CV in this hmm. European market? So I prepared my CV. I prepared my LinkedIn, which is really strong here. And I started to make some uh, interviews. It was quite really nice. It uh, had a really good feedback in the beginning. The guy said, okay, your CV is nice. You have a really good experience. I would definitely hire you, but your English is not good enough. Mm. And I, I'm talking about two months living here, like three, two, three months living there. And I said, okay, I have a really nice feedback on hands. I just need to improve my, my language and then I can get a job. You're in the money basically, yeah. Yeah. And that's what happened with me. I was sitting there doing some kind of interviews already. And then I received like two offers different that after eight, nine months of living there, right? Wow. Uh, I received like two offers, one from Portugal and one for Germany. From mm. And I started to think, okay, what should I do here? I have really these two nice proposals in hand. One proposal I can go to Portugal is my... It's close to Brazil. I, I, we speak the same language, not exactly the same language, but you can understand <laughs> each other, right? Yeah, yeah. We can understand each other. Uh, I can go there and, and have my career. But on the other hand, I can go to Germany, like one of the richest countries. Um, mm. I can ex be able to speak one more new language. And also keep improvement, improving, improving my English because I will not have the opportunity to speak with Portuguese there. Mm. Right? Mm. Okay, I said, okay, uh, sounds better, go to German. And then 
I moved to Munich. Because a lot of things we get asked from candidates is relocation, right? And now with yeah. COVID, it's a game changer. You, could, you don't have to even relocate mm. anymore. But because you already made the move to Dublin, mm -hmm. was it easier than going to Munich and setting up because it was the second time you've experienced it? Was that part easier? No, I think it, it was even harder. Oh, you know, because when you move just to study, you are um, you have contracts with um, uh, with the with the school. We have the contracts with the someone someone that will provide some kind of service like house hunting and so on. Uh, so you basically leave your counter, your place, uh, having everything set up. Okay, but. When I moved from Dublin to Munich, I know that it's only two hours flight, but I didn't have any anything here at all. Completely alone, so, no foundation. Completely alone, no yeah. network, yeah. no yeah, friends. Yeah. I just had the, 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 my new office telephone, that's it. There's one Crazy. really fun story because I, I struggled to find a, a place here yeah. and I basically was cheated by one guy in the beginning. Come on. Yeah, really. You got Gabe got hustled. It no, happens, man. It happens when you're new to a place, though, right? It but, and and then if, if it's kind of advice that I, I say to everyone that is moving to a new place, sure. don't close anything before you visit the place. <laughs> Big time. Mm. Oh, so you didn't actually visit your apartment? No. You closed the deal? Yeah, closed the deal. That's a yeah, yeah. But you live and you learn, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like when you move to a new place, it's almost like it. you can say as adaptable as you think anybody would be, mm -hmm. right? You can say I'm the most adaptable person in the world. But mm -hmm. if you're in a new place that you never lived before, it really does take like a good 12 months to like yeah. ease in yeah, to be like, okay, mm -hmm. now I'm like actually a bit yeah, comfortable. You know what I mean? Like now mm -hmm. it's starting to get a bit easier, but then you basically move. <laughs> yeah. Like almost right at that point when start things get again. good. And you start yeah. again, yeah. I totally, I totally agree. You need to at least have twelve months to adapt with the with the place. Everything's difficult in life. Okay, if you think, oh, I don't want to do that because it's difficult, you you basically will you will stay at the same position forever. Mm. But you need to you need to go. You don't need to be afraid. You you can learn from every kind of situation. Like I could have stopped when the guy gave me the first feedback the negative feedback say hey i don't i know you your cv is really good but your english is is not good enough you have an english like a, i don't know I, I would say something bad here but i'm not because we are recording <laughs> you, can tell, you can tell gabe had one word to say then yeah no nope, can't find it can't find it yeah but you know i, I could have stopped at that moment but you know i, I left that place say hey what a really good feedback the guy gave me he was uh, really nice and kind he just spent like 30 minutes talk with me and probably he's a he's a business person he, he has like tasks and so on so that i think that would be my advice don't be afraid just go yeah believe in your instincts believe in your your heart and Go for it. When you relocate to a place like Germany, which has a strong culture, how did you maneuver yourself? I mean, you're, you're still doing it, right, Gabe? So, I mean, the biggest thing for minorities, whether you're from Brazil, India, doesn't matter what part of the world you're in, I think the biggest struggle that any candidate watching this will have is how do you maneuver yourself in a culture where it is quite tight, you know, maybe has their own mindsets some people may say certain parts are more old-fashioned than others how did you come uh, overcome that how did you maneuver yourself to a point where they accepted you and you actually you know flourished 
for every kind of professional, you need to be very clear. The things that you can do, the things that you can't do. And especially in the field force world, right? I, I, I've seen too many guys say, hey, I, I can do that. But that's, the, that's not they true. Yes they, like, they, right? they say yeah. yes for everything. And the guys can't do that. They don't have the resource. They don't have the skills. And they probably need to hire someone else. And this will take time. And it's kind of crazy. I think that it's not honest. I, I always play honest with the guys. You know, working in the ecosystem as long as I have, I think mm -hmm. you've still got many years to go to get to your end goal. And I think CTA potentially... I hope, I hope so. One of them. Uh, <laughs> was your plan to always, now that Germany is such a, a mature ecosystem, I mean, in Europe, you know, some people are calling it the new hub uh, since London and everything that's going through. So now you're in London, uh, Germany. Do you see a future to stay there for the foreseeable? For sure. I, or potentially I, I, even go back to Brazil. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I see a lot of potential here, right? Uh, there's many companies that still don't have Salesforce or any kind of tech in place. Mm -hmm. uh, they have this growing economy so they can invest in technology. You just need to try to convince them to invest in technology. I think I see a lot of potential and I probably want to surf this wave for some time yet <laughs> in Germany. Then maybe in the future I can come back to my, to my, my country and open a business there or I don't know, working um, as consultant or I don't know. Brazil is an interesting market though right now, no doubt. There's a lot Latin going on there. Latin's booming right now. Latin's booming. Yeah, big time. I think Salesforce, the world's your oyster, right? Anyone watching this who's probably looking at Gabriel thinking I'm not mm -hmm. a techie, you know, I've not come from a technical background because mm -hmm. that's one thing that I think is important with Salesforce, seeing people like you who have not come mm -hmm. from that technical background get to where you have, it gives hope to other people, right? Who are not from that background and maybe from backgrounds where you don't have access to a computer, you know, like technology programming. So, you know, that for me is, is probably the biggest inspirational thing. The fact you weren't from that background and you, mm -hmm. immerse, you immersed yourself in the ecosystem so much to the point where now it's your life. You couldn't mm -hmm. imagine with being without Salesforce, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Salesforce is the offers uh, job forever. Right? You don't need to be a tech guy to be in, this, in, in the Salesforce environment. So you can be a market person, and that's fine. You can be a salesperson like I was in the past, that's fine. You can be a, a person that comes from the field, like uh, a service person. Like, uh, you can work in a, in a central with the uh, answer the phones, and that's fine. Because you you can adapt yourself to that reality. You don't need to code or you don't need to have this real technical skills. I even don't have the technical skills yet. I want to have at some point, like be able to uh, write a code from zero. I, For me, I admire this kind of person. I, I'm not this person at this point, but, and, and that's fine. Everyone can learn. Given that you've uh, worked in so many different cultures already, what do you find most challenging um, when it comes to uh, customer requirements in the German market? So I think the language is the most difficult part because if you are not comfortable, sometimes in the German market, they are not comfortable speaking in, in English. I think they want to be understand as much understandable as possible. So they prefer to speak their own language. So that's the hardest part because I, I didn't reach this level yet. Apart from that, uh, the touch with the customer is okay, it's good. 
um, if the customer agree with you in the aspects of the project, believe they will follow that till the end. Follow the rules, huh? <laughs> yeah, you, you follow the rules. If you set up the rules, so that's the important part. You need to set up a really good, good and clear rules in the beginning, so you can have like a really good project running. Yeah, there's a lot of integrity I find once those rules are set, right? Mm -hmm. Like everything is pretty much is what is what you see, yeah. right? What you see is what you get. Believe me, I had a lot of trouble with not following the rules in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, me too. But I feel like we learned uh, we learned pretty quick. Uh, what do you like uh, the most about the Salesforce uh, in general, like on the tech side and then on the community side of it? The tech side, I, I like the way that Salesforce faces the market, right? They are not only sitting there and say, hey, I am the market leader in CRM. I don't care about the technology. No, they are always innovating. So if they see some kind of nice technology in the market that can aggregate to the cloud, so they are buying this company. You just so recently the guys acquiring Slack. Since I arrived in Germany, in Germany, everyone uses like and Salesforce, and they keep asking me why we don't we cannot integrate both. And now you see that you can integrate both. Like the guys just acquired this, it's like so they are kind of really this uh, biggest players. Say they are always buying these small tech companies or other big tech companies and integrating in the same ecosystem. I think in the end, they want to have only one single environment for everything, everything in the company. If you are from HR, they have one platform for you. If you are from marketing, they have one platform for you. So, and then they want to have everything connected at the same point. For that's me, that's the, the best idea. Right? Yeah, for me, that's the best idea. Already with the industries and how they're going into more industries and it seems that's the way it's going anyway. Exactly. When they started, Salesforce, they had like, I think in the past, like five clouds in the maximum, yeah. like sales, service, marketing was a really distant idea. Mm. I think they have like analytics, but with another name. I still it remember when uh, Wave came out, when Wave mm -hmm. was first released. Yeah, like, no, I, I worked with Wave since the beginning. So in, in, the, in the tech side, I, I like this approach from Salesforce. They are always growing and acquiring new technologies. So for me, that's the best. I, I always want to learn something new. If you look in the community side, it looks like the most of the the technologies community, right? The guys are always helping each other. If you look in the community that they have in US, for example, that is the real community because there they apply um, for tech topics, but not only tech topics, for, for human topics, right? Human being, uh, well-being. Uh, they want to connect all the, the races or all the people from different cultures, they have this Ohana program. So they treat everyone as a family and as a equal. What would you say is a key takeaway for somebody who is looking to, it doesn't have to be Germany, but really move anywhere else outside mm -hmm. of their home country to, to get involved in that community, to network, uh, to really just like put their best foot forward, you know, as opposed to just maybe jumping on a few Facebook or LinkedIn groups, maybe going to a meeting here and there, like anything above that that you think they can really do to, to really get involved in that community and make an impact and meet people. First, first things, I think uh, the person needs to have some kind of experience in Salesforce in their own country. If they don't have that and they want just to 
live abroad, have a new experience, that's not going to work. So the easiest way is having a proper sales sourcing experience in their own country. Mm. Take some kind of certifications, making trainings online, and be ready for the next step. Didn't see the potential of the LinkedIn in the past because I know in Brazil it's still pretty... LinkedIn is not being used well there, right? The guys mm-hmm. prefer to have this one-to-one uh, approach sure. or uh, direct approach with the company and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen the LinkedIn in Europe is massive, it's giant, right? Since I started to, to live here, I could see how much the people are using the LinkedIn and engaging with the uh, the recruiters and the recruiters with the candidates and the companies and so on. It's, it's amazing. So I would say if you want to move abroad and have some kind of experience, just dedicate some time in your LinkedIn network. With Germany, I see a market where the more clients adopt Salesforce, mm-hmm. there's more demand. But for me, the talent pool is still quite limited. Do you feel that over time, the more that people come into Germany, that that language barrier will eventually break? Uh, and the language barrier depends in each, it depends where you are in Germany, right? Very true. In the north, the guys are more open. And if you go to Berlin, for example, you only you can hear more English speakers or you can hear English in the streets more than German sometimes, mm. right? Not always, but sometimes. Um, because they are, they are this kind of open and multicultural uh, yeah. Great city. city there. Did you, did you also, ever get tempted to move to Berlin yourself? Ah, uh, no, it's not. It's not my 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 thing, right? Because I come from a, a city that looks like Berlin. <laughs> so for me, there, having these big cities, traffic jams, and spending hours and hours, I, I don't want to have this life anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you go to the north, the guys are more open, so they receive more the expats and they treat better the expats and they are kind of open to understand their culture and also the language. So it's better speaking English in this place. But if you go to the South, they are more close culture here. They are prefer keeping their traditions and they are good, right? We, we can do, they can do that for sure. They prefer keeping their own traditions and their own culture. So it's kind of hard to be in the middle. So you need to be part of the culture at some point. So you need to be able to speak the language. That's the, the basic requirement. And also participating of the same festivals or the same things, um, so the same activities, yeah. <laughs> I, can see, I can see Gabriel definitely been October. <laughs> yeah, I've been some, I think he went to Ireland, come on. <laughs> Sometimes there seems to be a trend here, Gabriel, all drinking, yeah. all these yeah, drinking cities and countries. But no, <laughs> I don't drink too much. <laughs> Just thinking about back about what you sort of mentioned over the course of your, your career and, you know, we want people to be able to take away some key learnings from, from your career so far. I think you always should have a clear mindset about what you want, what you want to achieve in terms of career. Um, I'm not the kind of the person that stay in the same place forever. I have some friends that are in the same job since they have like 18 or something about that uh, because they are looking for stability. Uh, but especially if you are working in the tech market, you should always think about what's next, what comes next, because tech is always changing. 
uh, right now you are in a good position. You are uh, um, working a software that's the market leader, but tomorrow this software can be obsolete. Mm-hmm. And what's, what happens with you? You probably go, um, you will go out or you probably will be employed. Um, so you need to always keep learning. So, and always having this clear mindset. Okay, what is next? What should I do? What's, uh, what I want to be in, I don't know, in the next five years? I know that this sounds like a HR question or a recruiter's question sometimes, <laughs> what you want to achieve, but, but that's true. That's a really, really, really good question because you need to be focused on the next step. At least to not uh, uh, to stay in the same position or in the same company for a long time. You need to think, okay, what should I do to be in this position for some more time? Uh, I think that that's the mindset that everyone should have at some point. Um, and the second one, you need to adapt to different. You need to, to be able to adapt to the changes. Right, uh, I think they sound like similar points, but for me they are kind of different because if you are able to adapt to different situations, I'm not talking about only learning new skills, new skills, but let's say that you are in a company. This company is, cha- is focusing their, is changing their focus. Right, you need to be able to navigate to that direction. Or if you are not comfortable with that direction, you say, okay, I don't want to be part of that, but I'll go for my own direction. Be honest with yourself. Yeah, be honest with yourself. Um, but you always need to be able to, to adapt. Because sometimes you, you are leading a project or you are just implementing these nice features and the customer comes to you and say, hey, we need to make this change. I will pay for you, but you need to make the change. What, what, what will you do? You say, no, I don't want to make this change because I'm convicted with the thing that I'm doing. Or you say, no, okay, let's try to adapt. I will try to reuse some things and we can delete the things that are not working anymore. But let's make this movement together. Um, yeah, I think that's the, the, the biggest two points that I would advise someone that's starting right now. Okay, having your clear mindset and being able to adapt. Apart from that, it's only work and work and and be happy what about what what you are doing. You, you need to be able to love at, at some point. Huh? Be happy yeah. about everything that you are doing. For example, Salesforce can be a hard word, but you know, meeting people from different. I mean, I'm here speaking with you guys, right? That's the the fun part of the the job. No you need to meet people from different places, hear different story, mm. and one nice part of being consultant that I really miss the most is. Uh, going to different companies, understand what they are doing, how they, how is the building, how is the people working there. Mm. So you make this connection, this friendship. This is a really, really cool. Thing.